Welcome to the Business for Aligned Women podcast. I'm Honey. I'm a coach working primarily with women and specializing in aligned business, personal transformation and embodiment. Each week here I'll be sharing business strategy, business advice, tips and tools for you to think more deeply, for you to get more self-aligned and for you to start your week in the most conscious and intentional way possible. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to be talking about this little slogan that I have that I need to be repeating that is you are not your business. Before we get into that, I wanted to invite you if you have been considering working one-to-one with me in 2023 as of the day that I'm recording this I currently have only two spaces left to work with me on that really deep and intensive level and those are to start in November I will pop a link in the show notes to book a free call with me that's a no strings attached 15 minute call and we can just double check that it is right for you it is appropriate and if not I can point you in a different direction Along with that, I am for the month of September running a really juicy, really nice competition and it's all around this podcast and what you win in that competition is my TikTok training, my self-alignment workshop and a one-to-one 30-minute coaching call with me. TikTok training is all about growing your online community and that training has seen people go from 200 to 3,000 followers in a couple of weeks. It's seen people go from, I think, 60 to 11,000 followers in a few months and it has absolutely increased everyone who has done that training and they've actually implemented what I said. And more so than that, it has really consistently increase the confidence of everyone who's actually implemented it because when you have all of those best practices and the accountability and the understanding of the context and you do the thing and it works, you go, oh, wow, it uh, this is working and it starts to make you feel really good and it will just propel you to keep going. Whereas if you're like trying to grow on Instagram in 2023, it's probably going to be a recipe for low self-worth and low self-confidence because it is just such a hit and miss platform and it has such low organic reach. And in my experience, following all of the rules that Instagram has publicly suggested people follow has not worked and doing the things that they tell you not to do is the times when I get viral content. It's wild. You will also win my self-alignment workshop. This is my kind of start here, base level. If you're ever going to work with me, if you're interested in doing anything of mine, start at the self-alignment workshop because it will benefit everything else. And in that workshop, we get you to commit to your own unique personal values and actually look at your life and what you're doing and your behavior and start to carve a way of being that is in more alignment with those personal values, which has a really beautiful flow and effect to letting go of people pleasing, getting stronger boundaries and prioritizing things that are important to you. You could probably imagine how beneficial doing that is for business owners. 
and then you win a 30-minute one-to-one coaching session with me. That coaching session can be personal, it can be business, whatever you need. I will give you a follow-up with dot points of things to follow up from that session. And it is the only way to have a one-off random session with me. I only work in programs or group coaching programs or intensive programs one-to-one. So this is a beautiful little offering and all up, I think it's valued at about 800 Australian dollars. And the way to enter that competition is to leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts hopefully five-star rating and a comment review. Just the star rating isn't enough to enter the competition. You have to put at least one sentence or one word in the review box. Before you submit that review, screenshot it and DM or email it to me and I will then put you into enter this competition. You also need to be following me on Instagram to be able to enter the competition and that's at Coaching. Please enter, get in on it, why not? And as usual, whenever I run competitions for all of the runners up, I I try to give them a little something. So if you enter it and you don't win, you will get something. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I do like to give you something just for the effort that you took to enter it. So please jump on that. It will be drawn on the 23rd of September in Australia. And that's just a little note to the spring equinox. Love spring season. I feel like I'm finally getting back to myself. All right, let's talk about you are not your business. So a couple of weeks ago, I did a poll on Instagram and I asked people, you are not your business, agree or disagree. And quite a few people disagreed. So they thought that you are your business. Now, I can understand if you have a personal brand, if you're very much the face of your brand, it can feel like you are your business. I am that. I'm the face of my own brand and I am not my business. And let's talk about why would it be harmful for you to be intellectually, psychologically and physically self-identifying as your business? So the top level of this is if your business fails, which I'm sorry to say businesses fail every single day, what will happen to your sense of self-worth? If you have literally failed, if you have literally, you know, if you're saying you are your business, you're saying I failed. I had to close my doors. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants my my offers. That is a dangerous and slippery slope to go down and it is not at all aligned with the reality of business, okay? Businesses can fail or go through bad periods for many, many reasons, some of which are out of your control, most of which are in your control. And if you are self-identifying with that and you're going through that bad period, that's probably going to lead to low self-worth, low self-confidence, and maybe even depression. I could really see it leading to anxiety. And that is not a place to be. If you think about when you have been an employee, maybe if you're like trying to become a partner in the company, you might be that dedicated to that 
job that it is your whole life. But if you're just an employee, it's not your whole life and you're going to leave some things at work. And there's no reason that you should be approaching your business as a business owner in a different way. I see this concept of I am my business holding a lot of people back for quite a few reasons. Here's some off the top of my head. Firstly, that self-identification, it's not going well, negative self-image, depression, anxiety cycle. You can see how people can get in that and that can be very long-term. And I have seen it play out multiple times where it's not working. I was self-associated. I'm getting anxious and depressed. I'm getting anxious and depressed. So I put less effort in, or I don't do the things that I know will help, or I don't make the brave choice to invest in support. So then the business gets worse and worse and worse for years. I've seen this happen for years for some people. And then the depression, anxiety, self-loathing, shame gets worse and worse and worse with it. And it's just this self-defeating, self-destructive cycle that's holding people back. And it's very, very harmful. As well, I have seen it tends to, if you are thinking that your business is you, it will lead you to create selfish content. What is selfish content? (laughs) Selfish content. I've had quite a few clients, but I'm thinking of one beautiful woman in particular who she was like, I just don't want to do content wrong. I just don't want to get it wrong. And I'm worried I will. And I was like, you can't do it wrong unless you're doing selfish content. And what I mean by selfish content is it's content that doesn't take into account your audience, their needs, the solution that you have to their problems and the ripple effects of the problem that you're solving. I do suggest that people do about 20% of getting to know you content, but that's not necessarily selfish content. And if we're getting past 20%, then you're going to be having a detrimental effect on your sales. If you think you are your business, your content will be really selfish. And I have had the experience recently of seeing a client and they're just nonstop creating really selfish content and content that is about them and their appearance and how they want to be perceived and the kind of person that they want to be aligned with. It's not speaking to the audience that they're craving to have. And it's just kind of, it's not going to really go anywhere. So I have to have these really awkward conversations (laughs) with clients and, and get them to extract themselves from doing that. I've also had a recent experience where I wanted to share one of my new clients work. I like to share my clients every now and then on a Tuesday. I call it my client love story. She just started with me. So she hadn't implemented anything that I shared yet. And I couldn't find a single piece of content on her Instagram profile that wasn't so selfish that it didn't make sense for me to share it. Everything was so about her that by me sharing it, I wouldn't be telling the story of what she does. It wouldn't kind of make sense. So if you're really entwined with your business, that's probably happening. If you're a personal brand, that is what that content is. And people do want to see your life and your lifestyle and what you're doing, or if you're an influencer, but 
in terms of that if you're a good influencer or you're a good personal brand, you're still bringing to mind, is this relatable to my audience? Am I addressing things that my audience care about? Am I touching on their needs, their desires, their dreams and goals and aspirations? So it creates negative cycles. It will lead to less well-converting and more selfish content. And those things are going to really hold back a lot of it. Another really awkward thing that I have to deal with is that if your identity is so entwined with your business, if anyone tries to give you feedback, it's like a volcano erupting. And that's fine for unsolicited advice, like go off. But if you've hired a coach to give you feedback, but you really are violently not open to receiving feedback because your business is your identity. And if someone gives you constructive criticism, it's like they're personally insulting you. That's a problem. And I have had an instance recently where a client responded to my very basic business constructive criticism, constructive feedback with violently personally insulting me. (laughs) And it was crazy because I thought everything was fine and I thought we were having a great time. And then it was like being struck by a viper. And obviously I, I closed that container. I don't work with abusive people. It's in my contract. But this is what can happen, especially if you've been running business for a long time like this person had and your identity is so ingrained in your business that if anyone is trying to help you, you react in a very violent way. And maybe think about that yourself. If you have received you know, gentle feedback or constructive criticism or feedback from someone else that you've asked for and you hear it and it's like you're being harpooned through the chest and you get angry, that's a sign to say you're too entwined in your business. You know, I love getting feedback and I often I'll be like, you know, either that's a really great point or like, you know what, I know that's really crap and I've had it on my list to fix it for ages and the fact that you've noticed is going to put it up my to-do list. So those are three ways that it can really hold people back. And if you can imagine, if you're violently reactive to receiving even constructive criticism or feedback, you probably won't progress (laughs) because one of the main reasons that I work well as a business coach is that I'm not in your business and I have no vested interest apart from wanting you to do well as my client. But I can look at it and go, this isn't working, this is working. But if if that means I'm saying you're not working and you're wrong and there's something wrong with you, of course that's going to affect you. So we've talked about why it's harmful, how I see it hold people back. If you resonate with any of that, you know, send me a DM. I'd love to hear about it and I can give you a few words of wisdom. And, you know, all of this, it's not your fault and there's nothing wrong with you and it's not bad if you've done this, but I really strongly suggest that you move forward and let that go because it's going to be detrimental long term. So what do you do instead? thanks, honey, for all of that. What am I supposed to do with this? 
to get a little bit woo-woo, which I rarely do these days, I consider my business a separate energetic entity from myself. And it is one of the reasons why I operate under a pseudonym in my business and I have my legal name and then I have the name that I use for my business. Can you see how that creates an energetic separation? Not to sound too cuckoo, but sometimes I can envision it as an orb and it's over there and I'm over here and for four or five hours a day, we come together and we dance together and operate together and I can express my creativity through it and it gives me feedback and it gives me resonance. But at the end of the day, the orb stays in my studio and I go and read a book and walk my dog and sit on the couch, et cetera, et cetera. And that also allows me to fully rest and to totally tune out, especially on the weekends and the evenings. And if I thought I was my business, I don't think I would ever get a proper rest and proper rejuvenation. So I separate them. Even things like understanding your financials in your business, I believe will help you to separate things because you could be feeling really great and showing up in your personal life, but your business isn't doing well for whatever reason financially. And when you start to notice that, oh, it's not a reflection of me, it just does its own thing, that will help you to separate things as well. If you're currently ignoring your financials, like avoiding it like the plague, I also think that's a sign that you're too intertwined with your business because you're avoiding being told that you're not good enough, essentially, that you're not functioning well. But if it's separate, looking at financials is nothing. Like it's literally... I know for people who have avoided it for a long time, it feels very, very loaded, but literally I look at my financials once a week and it means nothing to me. And sometimes things are going exceptionally well and sometimes I'm like, oh, got to cancel my Netflix subscription. That's life. It doesn't affect me as a person when that's happening. But again, if you think of that and you think, oh, if I checked my profit and loss statement from the last month and it made me feel like I needed to cut back on my personal spending, that would make me feel shit about myself. You're too engaged. You're too intertwined. Also, the last thing that I want to talk about is there are some things that should be left at work. There are some things in your personal life that you should never bring into your work. And there are things that should be sacred in both of those spaces that don't need to muddy each other. And that's not to say muddy as in those sacred things are negative, but they don't need to merge into one another. For instance, if you've been following me for a while, I really rarely talk about my romantic relationship. I will post a photo of my partner every now and then. It's very interesting because I once posted that had been shortlisted for an architecture award. And that was one of the craziest performing stories that I've posted on Instagram this year. And I think it's because I post about him so rarely that everyone was wanting to have a sticky beak. And 
this is because he's my personal life. He's my private life. And my business is my business. I know for me, I do a lot of craft. I do a lot of gardening. I do a lot of cooking. None of that's really part of my business. There's a lot of things that I don't share and I don't share my political opinions. I used to, that was a bad idea. I regret doing that. These things can be sacred and they're allowed to be. I'd love you to think about all of this. Are you too intertwined? Can you take some time to separate yourself? Can you buy some of yourself back from your business? And another little tip for this is to make sure that Just like people say you would never rely on your romantic relationship to give you every social interaction that you need, every kind of conversation, every kind of connection, don't expect your business to do that and don't expect your business to give you all of the creative outlets or the interesting things in your life. If you have creative outlets outside of your business, you have hobbies, you have friends who are not business owners who don't talk about business, who don't care about it. I think it's really, really healthy and it's going to support your well-being long-term. I would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation. I think it's really interesting. It's an interesting thing to go deep into and it's also good for me to be able to reflect how harmful I have seen this be in certain clients and that I don't want that for anyone. I want us to all feel good and have good self-esteem and feel empowered and feel confident and be open to growth and open to expansion and open to feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send me a DM, let me know, and I will be in your ears next week.